Hello, all you beautiful people, all of our beautiful roommates. Guys, we are so excited to uh, be welcoming you to our first episode, our first episode of 2022. 2022. Super exciting for us. And uh, we're just so happy to have you with the, with us uh, today. This is crazy to think back, I think a year ago, you know, and oh yeah, a, a year ago. We didn't know we were going to do this. Yeah, this wasn't even a thought. Not even a thought. And kind of crazy, everything that can happen in not even a year. So here we are. And also... New year, new me. New year. You did not just go there, Dusty. New year, new me. I'm feeling brand new. I'm you are feeling, feeling just, basic. That is what you are feeling. I am feeling brand new. Brand new. It's a new year, man. Um, I'm excited to bring you guys uh, an even better year of episodes than we did in 2021. All right. That's one of my resolutions. Um, so look so forward to it. Off, we're going to start it off hot today. We're going to start it off hot and heavy. We talk with a special guest you know, it has something to do with the pit. Game of Roses. When we say hot, we mean like muy, muy, muy caliente. Like scalding hot. We have some conspiracy theories we talk about. We have some dark seasons that we talk about. Dark guys. Have you guys ever heard of the dark seasons specifically seasons two through seven if you haven't you guys are in for a treat we have you definitely one. haven't you haven't because it's wiped it is wiped almost 99.9 percent gone in the universe i would say if right? i were to tell you guys right now that in order to find these dark seasons two through seven that whoever was responsible for that had to travel halfway around the world maybe to australia that wouldn't be a lie. So what she what she has done is unheard of. She has gone across the seas. She is an empire. She is. Well, what would you say? She's, She's the dark seeker. A, she is the, the one, seeker. the only, the dark seeker of Game of Roses, Grace Ann Parks, and she is joining us today for a lights out episode. So happy new year, guys! We hope you enjoy it, and uh, let's get into the pit. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to our very first episode of 2022. That's pretty uh, pretty crazy. Today, we have Grace Ann on with us, joining us for first episode of the year. Grace Ann, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. I thought you, you forgot to mention, aka your mom's new best friend as well. Besties. Oh. Besties. Wait, why do yes. we have my mom on on the uh, on this uh, on this pod right now as well? We're missing out. She's she's busy doing incredible things. Probably this is true. <laughs> yeah, she just uh, she just came on your guys' uh, pod recently, huh? And her and I actually became very close at your book launch. I just we talked and talked, and then we got her on the podcast. And she is just one of the sweetest human beings ever. And it actually makes me upset how much producers manipulated her and honestly your entire family that season. But alas, um, <laughs> yeah, like I'm already starting off with a bang. But I was, I was, I was genuinely upset because getting to know her, she's just such a kind, awesome woman. 
No, yeah, my mom is is the absolute best. Uh, I'm glad you guys connected and you guys hit it off so well. That's right. We uh we met at the uh, at my book launch, uh, Adventures of Pilot Pete. And that was our our first connection. Um, it wait, wasn't no? our first. Before, you guys met before then, right? Yes, we met. Um, believe it or not, when I was working for Nikki Glazer, you were on your you were doing a press junket or something for The Bachelor, and we met at Sirius XM right before the pandemic. It was like February fourth, twenty twenty. Wait, yes. In, in, in New York City. Yes. Yes. Holy and shit. the funny thing about that is, so Nikki kind of had this joke with me, but it, it was also kind of true. And that was like, Grace Ann, you're allowed one selfie a month because she had like huge hitters coming in the SiriusXM studios, like Judd Apatow, Paris Hilton, like Natalie Portman, all of these big ones. And she was like, you know, you got to act professional, but you can have like one fangirl moment right. a month. And so <laughs> I find out it's February, it's like February 4th. The first few days, we didn't really have anybody in there. And I'm like, Nikki, I need to use my, my one selfie a month because Peter's coming in. She's <laughs> no like, way. you really want to use your, your one selfie in February for Peter? And I was like, I, I have to, I have to. Wow. <laughs> so what I used it honor. on you. <laughs> that I had no idea in the moment. That is truly such an honor. Thank you for using that on me. I hope I didn't disappoint. I hope you didn't have like some crazy, crazy stars come in after later in the month. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> we did have, I'm trying to think. We had like Kevin Nealon, but nah, I'm glad I picked you. Wow. Well, that's that's love right there. I appreciate you. <laughs> Damn. So I guess the book launch was not was not our first intro. We got some selfies at the book launch as well. So yes. there we go. That was a fun night. That was a fun was night. So fun that was a good night that was that was a blast open bar open bar thank compliments to the pilot the captain i know hey hey anything for you guys all right well grace Ann, let's uh let's get into this so <clears throat> how for anyone that doesn't know uh where grace Ann is from or who you're working with um you're part of game of roses Correct. I guess maybe you could just kind of explain to everyone how that kind of came about, how you got connected with them. Basically, once the pandemic hit, I was still working for Nikki and, and doing stuff uh, for her, but I was doing it remotely. And I was actually getting to live in her amazing Chelsea penthouse by myself oh, wow. in the middle of a pandemic because she went home to Missouri and she was like, you can just stay in my place don't worry about it. Because we thought, oh, it'll last like two weeks. Like, yeah. she'll be back soon. So we had just moved her into this beautiful, like, two balconies. It was just the elevator, like, opened up into the apartment. It was amazing. Oh, my God. And so I had just moved to New York as well. And I'm, like, living alone in this beautiful penthouse by myself in the middle of a pandemic. And I was, like, a I was a fan of Game of Roses but I wasn't like a hardcore in the pit fan yet. But during the pandemic, I started listening more. And as the months went by, they started talking about the book that they were writing, How to Win the Bachelor, mm -hmm. and how they weren't going to be able to finish it if they didn't find seasons two through seven of The Bachelor. And I was like, okay, why can't they find seasons two through seven? And every episode they would start and they would say, we've looked everywhere. We cannot find these seasons. We have no idea why we can't find these very specific seasons. 
And I just remember them complaining about it every single episode. And finally, I was like, let me look. Like, my little Google search was going to be better in any way. So I started just doing a very basic search, and I couldn't find it either. And I was like, okay, what is in these seasons that is so... I don't even know that you can't even find them. So that's what sparked my curiosity. I was like, there's got to be something like extremely juicy in these because the fact that you can find all seasons of like breaking Amish or something from like 2000 and you can't find these seasons. I was like, something's up. That's true. Isn't it? Isn't it true that with, they only like on Hulu, I think Hulu is the uh, platform that shows the show, right? They only show the the previous season and the current one airing, but then they they wipe it out as they move forward, right? It's only two, two seasons essentially at a time. Yeah. And like, they'll have random ones like on HBO Max. I believe they have like Andy Dorfman's Bachelorette season or something. Okay. So, and it's possible to buy, you know, season one, season 10, but it wasn't possible to buy two through seven. Two through seven, okay. Right, but you're right. It's not immediately available to anybody. Like, nobody can just go look up season 10 and watch it for free on Hulu. So it was all just like, what's going on? Like, what is this about? So I had a lot of extra free time in the pandemic, and I was like, you know what? I want to find what's on these seasons. And they told me, if you find it, we'll have you on the podcast. So I was like, okay. So I start calling Library of Congress. I start calling my local libraries, the New York Library. I start calling people in Springfield, Missouri, where the second bachelor lives and works and like just seeing if anybody had DVDs or anything like that. And I just start going on this like massive hunt for these seasons. And it took me about five months and then I found them. And it was like the, the most insane, Liz, Chad and Lizzie of uh, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues could not believe it because they had told me to stop months ago. They were like, please, like, we're not paying you. Like, you're doing way too much work. And I'm like, no, it's fun. Like, I'll just keep, you know, looking for it. But I finally found it. And then that's when they were like, okay. How did you, how did you find these? Like, was it, was it, via a library or was it someone's DVD recording they'd had, you know, personally that they sold to you or, or how did you end up getting, tracking these down? So basically I had pretty much hit like a, a block. Like I was discouraged. It was like month five or something. And I had, I had like asked, cause I had found season five at a library in Australia. It was on two VHS tapes and so I was like, how okay. in the world do you get find something in Australia? No, seriously, how in the world does that happen? <laughs> you, these databases, I'm telling you, local libraries are amazing. Let's just let, I've just got to say that the databases they provide to you for free, you can search up anything like anything from The Bachelor to like theology to anything. And that's how I found it was through a lab, a library database through my local library here in Missouri, actually. You need, so, if anything ever happens to the Game of Roses, you need to go to the FBI or the CIA. You are in like Flynn. That's that's incredible. This makes me curious on knowing, like, why do you think these were kind of like, kind of just like gone? Like, was there any, did you watch them? Was there anything oh, like? It, I can't even begin to 
it's hard to describe what is in those seasons, but so yes, I've watched them and it is so different. It like, let's say those seasons aired today, they would be canceled like Wait, really? within five minutes. Oh, absolutely. They would have like in these old seasons, like let's say during the women tell all Chris Harrison would just openly be asking the women on the season, like, hey, Tara, you got a boob job before you came on and now you look great. And then Tara would like get up and it was like very like, uh, what's the show where they throw the chairs again? Jerry Springer. It was like very Jerry Springer-esque slash The Bachelor. And it was like, they would have all these shots where like during the season where they would have the girls in bikinis and they would just be doing like close-ups and they would be like boob cam. And it was like, what, what is, they had a boob it was, cam? Yes. What, what year was, what year was this? These. Okay. Boob cam. What year was that? <laughs> I, I believe boob that cam. was 2002, 2002, 2003. Because that was on Aaron Berge's season, which is season two of The Bachelor. And yeah, that was, and they started to kind of get better, but you could see the producer manipulation. It was just way worse. So it was worse back. So, so were they, because for me, I actually didn't, my first, my first season that I watched was Jake Pavelka's season. So that was, mm-hmm. I don't know how many, or I think he was um, 14. I think he was, I remember hearing 10 years before me. So was it, was was it like a was the love story aspect still there like prevalent in the show or was it kind of just more you're saying this Jerry Springer type vibe? You know, now that I think about it, I feel like yes, the love stories were still there, but it felt like towards the end of the season was when you actually got they to see like a him. real and it was like the first like I don't know five episodes of these seasons was just very weird, Jerry Springer-esque, you know, you could tell there was Frankenbiting back then as well. So was the show kind of like embarrassed almost of these seasons? That's why they try to take him out from the canon and then... Let me just tell you, I have a theory. I It's very crazy, but I do believe that there is a reason why you can't find them. And, you mm-hmm. know, me, Chad, and Lizzie have talked this over many times. And it's like, We've seen what's in those seasons. It is not pretty. It would definitely not be uh, something that they would be proud of today. And I had actually almost obtained those seasons through a third-party website that was, it was like uh, called like bigbrotherdvdworld.com. And he only took payment via, what? I love that spot. I got a lot of my DVDs. yeah, that's that's actually that's where I hang all the time. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but this random guy was selling DVDs of like American Idol, Survivor, The Bachelor, and he would only take payment via Amazon gift cards. So I'm thinking this is a scam or something, but I'm going to try it. So I email this guy on, let's say it was a Monday. I email him. I say, hey, I see that you have all of the Bachelor seasons. Can I get these specific seasons? He said, absolutely. The next day, I had asked him, like, okay, how do I do the payment thing? The next day, he emails me back and says, I'm so sorry, I'm no longer selling those. And at this, yes. And at this point, I had been searching and, you know, 
putting call outs to my people in the entertainment industry at that point. And, you know, maybe, but I, I don't know. I feel like ABC was trying to shut down like all of these places that did still have the seasons. So, cause like so they I must had, have gotten like word that you or someone was out hunting for these and yep. you were getting close. And I guess that must just have been a crazy like coincidence that they shut it down the day after. This is it's, a juicy oh. episode. I'm getting like excited. Like this is like <laughs> that, that's 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 almost that's almost creepy, actually, in a way. Not to oh. like throw out some weird conspiracies, but so much. The, so the day after, I know Emma's going crazy right now. <laughs> the day after <laughs> you contact him and you finally strike gold, it gets shut down. It's like someone was yep. tracking you, someone was following you, someone was, you know, I don't know. That's and Twilight esque. I don't know. What's interesting is. I have this thing, I had this thing on my personal email, which is the email I used to to contact this guy. And I had this thing called like mail track. So you can see how many times people opened your email. And I believe it was somewhere in the 60s. Because like at first, yeah, he had opened it 60 times, like less, it was like between 24 hours or something like that. And Could you tell if it's ever forwarded? Oh man, I don't, I I don't know, but that would be a great. I wish if that I was could multiple see times. That's it was you're definitely there. Forward. It was it was forward. That's probably why it opened up so many times. Ooh, I never even thought of that. I I gotta see. I'm I'm sorry. I need to see these episodes now. Oh, I'm kind of I'm, I'm ner- hooked. I'm so, kind of so nervous. You, We're gonna have an agent come in and <laughs> take care of us. But <laughs> <laughs> no. So so you these seasons two through seven. So you ended up. This obviously, this one didn't work with this guy. It got shut down, but you ended up successfully uh, getting the, all those seasons. You guys were able to watch them. And the book that is now coming out, How to Win the Bachelor, uh, this year or in 2022, this year, contains all of those seasons in it, correct? Well, yes. So we were able to, because the book goes through all the seasons, basically the history of like everything from the two-on-one to villains to the first impression rows. So Mm -hmm. we have the stats from that season. And we also have, it's funny because Chad, once we did get the seasons, we now have, I believe Chad has an external hard drive with them. Also, he has them on his computer. I have them on my computer in the cloud and also on a (laughs) external hard drive of mine. (laughs) That's like in a lockbox in New York City. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and I bet you the show is still trying to figure out a way to break into those hard drives and, uh, and get that info. Well, who knows? Has anyone, no one's probably even talked about these episodes. We need like to talk. We, we need to like, we need to get some guests from those prior. I don't even know how we'd reach out. I mean, I'm assuming they probably have social media. Some of them do like, cause that's another thing that I was actually very interested in was I would see these episodes and um, some of these care like there was a, a a contestant called Tina Fabulous. I don't remember her real last name, but she walked so people like Demi Burnett could run. Is like, she the one that she's she has like a famous line or something about her sparkle? That's that's actually um, Tiara from Sean Lowe's season. Oh, she okay. said haters make her sparkle. That's what her mom and dad told her growing up. Yes. I, I don't know why that's... The, I remember that. That's hilarious. Okay. It it's because haters make you sparkle, Peter. That's why. Of course. No, yes. I, I get it from Tierra. 
Hey, this, this is, yeah. is this how you get, you're so good at research and finding things. Is this how you got your nickname? Yes. The, the Dark Seeker? Seeker. That is exact, I, that was bestowed upon me from Chad and Lizzie when, because when I did find the seasons, they were like, okay, let's get you on the podcast right now. And I didn't even know it was happening, but they began the segment and I'm just sitting there. It's my first ever podcast interview. And they were just like, we would like to welcome Grace Ann Parks, the dark seeker. And I'm just like, oh, okay. That's a, I like that. Okay, let's go. That is a badass name right there. <laughs> dark seeker. Okay. So, wow. So the whole, so you, we understand now how you earned that name and your come up essentially in, uh, in Game of Roses. So what I'm guessing after all this was kind of figured out, you just, you decided to, you know, jump ship and you, you went full-time into Game of Roses, correct? Uh, actually, no, it was a little bit. So they were still building their empire and mm-hmm. they basically made me a promise. They were just like, when we, you know, get to a point where we will hire our first employee, like you're it, don't, don't even worry, you know? So I was still with Nikki at that point but the pandemic, this would have been in at the very tail end of 2020. It got to a point where Nikki's tours were completely canceled. She had specials booked. They were canceled. She had all of these like huge projects that were in the works for like three years that were all canceled. And it got to a point where she was like, Grisanne, I love you, but I'm getting to a point where I can't afford you anymore. And I was like, oh crap, because she had actually moved me to New York City to be her assistant. And it was in February, 2020. So I literally had one normal month in New York and then the pandemic hit. And so I, Nikki ended up, we had to, you know, say our goodbyes. And she's a a wonderful boss, one of the best bosses I've ever had. And from there, I just did freelance work just waiting for the game of roses for the call kind of thing to come through and then thankfully it finally did and i was able to you know figure it all out but there were some there was definitely some time in between there but they kept their promise so when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. So we have Grace Ann Parks, a.k.a. the Dark Seeker, uh, move from the penthouse top suite of Chelsea down deep, deep, deep into the pit. Oh, that's a perfect... Wow, I love that. So colorful, Peter. I love it, too. So I got to ask, Grace Ann, I I see here that you you have experience or a background in photography and social media. In regards specifically to your guys' photo art, uh, the edits on Instagram, are you responsible for those? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's freaking a pe- hilarious. I, you know what's so funny is that like 
just, I guess I was naive. I didn't, I didn't know anything about you guys. I, you know, you come on the show and then you all of a sudden you start seeing things. Like I remember the first, my first memory of Game of Roses, like, was not a good one. I was like, I saw like red eyes and like, it just looked like. That was Chad. Or, okay. Or was it Chad or was it, I thought it was Chris. They had like a, an edit with Chris. No? Oh yes. Chris with the demons and the money and the fire. Yeah, I didn't know yes. what the hell this thing was. <laughs> like, what the hell Game of Thrones was Dark Lord Harrison. Dark Lord. <laughs> and then I remember like seeing these crazy edits and I was just like, I was so offended. I was like, oh, like, why do they, why do they do, do us like that? Like, it just looks like it was, it was very intense. Like they were not flattering, put it that way. <laughs> Can right. we talk about how Chad, Chad's photos are freaking hilarious? Does he like redo his face or something? Like, I'm like, oh yeah. What is going so, on? Oh, the one with so, the, with the, for the book now? For, well, he's got like a different, like all of this. I'm looking <laughs> at him right yeah. now. He takes the funniest video, I mean, photos. He's like doing the just oddest things and his face is kind of like deformed in some way. Yeah, as something's well. distorted in his face. And people, the, the best part is people legitimately believe that's, <laughs> so I, it was a joke. One day Chad sent me, he was using the face app, which can make you look like an old man. It can make you look like a, a baby. It makes him look really young in these pictures, right? That's what you guys yes. mean. Some of yes. looks all over the place. I'm like, what is <laughs> going on? <laughs> I, I honestly, I've looked at it multiple times. I'm like, I'm looking at this, it, I know yeah. Chad, like we've, we've, we've been on multiple podcasts and I'm like, I don't. Does he look like that? Like, I'm, I'm, what, what was I missing? <laughs> it's freaking it's, hilarious. Because Lizzie looks the same, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and that was the whole, like, concept. But I did not imagine how many people would be like, wait, what's going on? Why is Chad hot? What's, like, is he single? <laughs> like, everybody was doing that. And I was like, really? And then some people got it. And then some people, I had a message that just made my, I felt so bad. This girl was like, I've never sent a message like this in my life. I'm in my 30s and I'm trying to, you know, find the right skincare products. Can you please ask Stop Chad? Yeah, I'm it. serious. It was 100%. Oh my God. You guys need like some type of uh, skincare um, deal, partnership there. I'm looking at them right now. They are hilarious. Yes. They do a lot with like grocery store Joe's pasta. This well, is- we, we bought his sauce because we heavily believe that the Bachelor Sanctioned podcast, Clickbait, Bachelor Happy Hour, they, what we say is they're eating the sauce. Because, for example, <laughs> remember when we all knew that Clayton was going to be the Bachelor, but it wasn't yeah. announced yet, but like right. everybody knew? Even Jesse Palmer posted it on his, inst- it, anyways, there was an interview where they hadn't announced Clayton yet, and they were interviewing Joe, and he was like, uh, the interviewer said something around the lines of, so are you excited for uh, Clayton season? And he goes, well, you know, uh, right now uh, I'm focusing on Michelle and, and uh, who knows who's going to be the next Bachelor. And I'm like, Joe, Joe, everybody knows. But the, it's just it's just so obvious that they're they're just like, I'll do whatever you tell me, Warner Brothers. Like, please, I'll be a good boy. I'll eat the sauce and pretend like, you know, reality TV is 100% real. And so that's where- I feel where... like we're the exact opposite opposite of that. We're like the redheaded stepchild of Bachelor <laughs> Nation podcast. Well, I, I get it for them. It's, it's their job. They have a job, so they have to abide by, by the rules. But luckily for us, we're not on the payroll. So we could, uh, we could yeah, be the total opposite, but- Pete. 
But is it, I mean, yes, it is a job. You're right. But at the same time, you have podcasts like yours and Game of Roses who blatantly call out certain aspects that are of the game that are very toxic. And like, even going back to the the Brendan and Piper thing, what Brendan said to Natasha was not cool. And, and we never said that. But the fact that we found out from Blake Horseman later in an interview that not only do people talk about, like openly talk about Instagram followers on the beach uh, on mm-hmm. Bachelor in Paradise, everybody does all the time. And Blake was like, they just decided to show this conversation between Brendan and Piper, which led to them just getting, I mean, the the stuff people were saying to Brendan was just, uh, they were talking about like his nieces and his nephews, like it was intense. And, you know, these Bachelor Sanction podcasts know what they're doing. Whenever they they say bad things about a certain player, they know that Bachelor Nation is rabid and will go after them. And it's like, totally. I don't know, just... I think, uh, yeah, I don't know why for the life of me, I do not understand. The show has a narrative and they obviously, yeah, they push. Well, it was, I think the obvious, the most obvious one was, and a lot of these guys are our friends. Like we're, we love them as people. It's, this is nothing against them, but you know, you see on the, I mean, look at paradise, this last example, look at, you know, you guys want to call it the players who went the whole way. It was in the, you know, who has a podcast for the show. So that stuff obviously is, 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 blatantly obvious. It's funny. I literally, I had a, a text in, um, cause I still speak sometimes to some of the producers from the show and, uh, and the, and we have had every single guest we have ever asked that's currently under contract with the show. Every single one has been denied. And the only ones wow. that have come on the show have gotten cease and desist letters, uh, from the show for not asking what? for permission to come on our show, every single one. And then we see, you know, these guests will be, go on, we have other friends in the city here that aren't even necessarily bachelor related podcasts. You know, they'll get the approval to go on those. And it's just like, we're, I'm sitting here. I'm like, what did we do to, you know, have you guys just, you know, not want to work with us at all. I had a text in and just got this, you know, BS answer from, from one of the producers. Oh, we're, uh, I was asking about screeners, trying, trying to get screeners ahead yeah. of time for, for the show. Cause flying obviously is difficult with, uh, you know, always making it to watch the live episode. Oh uh, yeah, we're um, we're actually stopping doing that. Um, that's uh, something that um, the network's decided to uh, pull back on. We're not going to do that anymore. Blatant that's lie. That's such a lie. Blatant lie. And then I was asking, like, oh, why? Why are all these, you know, A, B, and C, uh, our friends getting turned down from the podcast? And oh, it's just, you know, it's not, it's not right timing. It's, um, it's not a right fit right now. I'm just like, you guys, I'm so over you guys. Like, I, I'm so over it. But yeah, it is what it is. What are you going to do? That's why it's like both Peter and Dustin, that's why I've I've heard Emma say it on the podcast before about having like a, a, what is it, a a lawyer, I mean, a law defense fund or something, like if you were to get sued. But honestly, like there are so many stories that we know about, like off the record. There's some stuff that your your mom even told me and Christine, uh, your brother's fiance, who, by the way, is so sweet. But and I'm oh. friends with Jack on Pokemon Go. Like, let's oh, let's really? go, let's Weber go. family. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we gotta start hanging out when you come back to New York. Absolutely. You know, we can watch the dark seasons. Bring the dark tapes. Se- oh, we need to watch the dark seasons and do recaps on the dark seasons with the dark Abs- seeker herself. 
I bet Let's you do if, it. Uh, I bet you after we say this right now, I, I bet we'll get those screeners now. They'll be like, oh, oh, oh you no, want those screeners. Not- let's, let's, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's not do those recaps. So go get but you guys got to promise. Like, if you see something in the dark seasons, both of you guys, if you're like, wait a second, that reminds me of, like, when this happened behind the scenes and my season, um, you, you should point it out. Because honestly, what are they going to do? Sue you guys? Okay, I dare them. Do it. Because I just feel like if, let's say you, Peter, talk about something, then it's just going to be a slippery slope. I feel like then more people are going to come out. What are they going to do? Sue 20 people? Because there are way more people who have horrific stories about, you know, how producers found out like a certain contestant had an eating disorder in her past that she had overcame. Then when she wouldn't cry, when she got eliminated the third week, which why would you cry? You, you barely spent any time with this man. The mm-hmm. producer told that contestant to get them to cry after they were driving them around the 405 for like two hours. They finally told that contestant, well, I know why you got eliminated. It was because you were fat. And then they got oh, that no. girl to cry. Yep, 100% true. They got that girl to cry. And she ended up having to go back to rehab. It took her years to recover. And that is that is in the New Yorker. There's a New Yorker article with Sarah Shapiro who made Unreal, where she retells that story and how that show is so accurate. That show is so accurate. I remember the first time I saw Unreal. I was with one of my friends who was obsessed with The Bachelor. This is way before I even like was even close to going on it, and um, didn't really even know what I was watching. And I haven't watched it since, but I still remember watching it the first time. And holy shit. Is, is that is that accurate? I feel like in regards, I know we've kind of like joked about it, the whole lawsuit things. I feel like the show is tied and I still wouldn't really go after it because, you know, why, why do it? But they, they really can't, I think, come after anyone. And I say this because of what happened with Rachel Lindsay. I remember seeing an article on Variety that Rachel came out and essentially when she was trying to distance herself from the show, she she exposed a lot of things, a lot of things from the show that I know by fact are, are protected under contract. And since they didn't do anything to her, they can't now do a double standard and do anything to anyone else or else that would just be a huge blow up in their face. So Rachel, I have walked. So I think everyone else could run if you want to, if you want to kind of use it that way. So yeah, I think there's an added level of protection just because of, of what she did and with no repercussions. But so it's like, it's not even like, you know, we joke about it, but it's not like we want to like hurt the show in any way. Like there are things that, you know, that are hurtful for sure. And like, as human beings, you want to try to vent about sometimes and, and explain certain things. But, you know, I do believe like a contract's a contract. So that's kind of why I've been the way I've been. Because yours is a lifetime, right? Yeah. And, and to, unless the show goes, I think under, um, gets off the air, I believe from when I, the contract's insane. You'd have to, you know, have a full lawyer to truly, truly like understand the whole thing. But Oof. yeah, I think, uh, the dark seasons though, those are all fair games. So we should, uh, Oh, you bet your bottom dollar they are. <laughs> we need to, we need to get on those and we'll have some watch parties and uh, do some recaps. Absolutely. Okay, moving forward from the dark seasons to uh, the current seasons. what do you think about, uh, about Michelle's season? You know, I was very excited for Michelle's season, but I also knew that having back-to-back Bachelorette seasons was going to be detrimental to everybody watching Bachelor Nation, even if they are like big Bachelor Nation fans. 
it's, you know, they have an off season in football for a reason. And they had it in the bachelor whenever they weren't doing back to back to back. Um, they had it there for a reason. And it's that time to recoup and then get excited again, because totally. I miss that feeling of not having one week in between two major seasons because then I get excited. I'm I'm more invested. I'm just like counting down for it. And I I was bummed because Michelle seems, I mean, like I, I would love to just hang out with Michelle. She seems so cool and fun. Yep. And her and Nate are just adorable. And people sending Nate hate, uh-uh. Don't don't even. He is, yeah. I feel like they're gonna, they're definitely gonna last. Like they're I really great. hope they do. I I hope they I, do. I really hope they do. I I and I I've seen, I guess it's more and more I've been seeing too. I, I, I think even Nate said stuff that, you know, I think some of the criticism or stuff, the hate that he's been getting is because the way the show decided to edit certain things that really didn't have to go that way. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like, why the hell do you guys continue to do this? Like, why? Because we want to believe, you know, we want to believe in, in like, I truly, I don't think there's one person that wasn't a fan of Michelle as a bachelorette. We raved about her the entire season, the way she handled, you know, all the situations. She was just an all-star in so many different ways. And I don't know why they try to like spin that kind of, because I even bought into it a little bit with Nate, if I'm being honest. And it's like, why did they do that to us? You know, let us really believe in that story. And, but I, I do think they have a chance. I hope they can I hope they can make it. But I, I totally agree with you in, in that the off season is so critical. Yes. It's like, it, it's like seasons with weather. I'm kind of noticing in New York, you know, I come from LA and it's pretty much summer all year long. And you kind of, mm. at some point you crave something different. So you come to New York now and here's like the second winter I'm going through. And it's kind of nice. You look forward to, okay, the spring and then, and warming up again. And then, you know, Christmas time, the cold and all that. And I think you need that with reality TV as well. So um, I'm right there with you on that. Which is, it's great because they, it seemed like they kind of heard the fans cry because they were going to have that other Bachelor season after yes. Clayton's season. So thank goodness that um, they canceled that because that would have just been like, guys, we're tired, please. Like, So, oh, they canceled that? I didn't yeah, know that. they did. Yeah. Moving forward with um, with Clayton, our next Bachelor, are you, uh, what are your feelings about it? Let me just say this. I am excited because I get to make any kind of meme I want. I can make, again, I'm, you know, the the one where I surrounded him instead of the puppies, it was a bunch of possums. That, oh, that, yes. that's, I spent, by the way, I spent way too much time uh, doing that like way, like three hours. So I need, I need, <laughs> but that's how excited I am because they decided to choose this guy who we knew nothing about. He's from Missouri. He's a Midwest white dude. And yes, it may look boring, but I'm very excited because it means me and Clues can make all the weird, we can make fun of him in a nice way. Because he actually has messaged us and said, like, these make me laugh so hard. Yes. He he messaged, he messaged clues and he said, your, um, uh, the, the memes he made about pizza, uh, there was like one that was like, this is my life or something. Clayton responded to that and said, you get it. You get like my stance on pizza. And now they've been like DMing. And so Clayton's cool with it. Like, 
So let's go. I'm ready to make memes. I'm ready to go. <laughs> let's go. And also, there are going to be some pretty fantastic players, which is really what matters. The players bring the, you know, the spice. Of course. And yeah, so that's, uh, I'm actually excited. Unlike a lot of people. What about you guys? I, I you know, I, I honestly, my heart goes out to Clayton and obviously I can relate in a certain way with him, but like, I didn't, I just really did not like what they did to him with the, uh, with the AFR and like essentially mean. just roast. Like I see maybe what they were trying to do. Like, yes, you see the Jimmy Kimmel stuff or Kimmel or Fallon, whoever does the, uh, the mean tweets, but this one was like, it was aggressively mean. It wasn't even like funny. It was, it wasn't, it was like, and, and he's being such a good sport about it on stage, which is really cool. And he's rolling with the punches, but like, that's not what I feel like he needs at that point. Like kind of just lifts him up a little, a little bit more. And I understand the comments that are being said and there's some confusion, but like give the guy a chance. But I just, I thought that was an odd choice by the show to attack him in that way. If anything, it made me feel compassion and get more excited because I was like, this is again, putting possums around him. Like I did is one thing, but then to comment on his appearance and like his, uh, yeah. like what his kids would look like. Like, again, the, the Bachelor tries to troll in a funny way, and then they just end up being just mean. It, it's, it, I watched that, and I was like, this is not okay. Like, even if he does say, you know, he likes to poke fun at himself and stuff like that, like, that would hurt that my feelings. That was crossing the line a little. If I were him in that position, I would have been, I mean, granted, he's already filmed, so it was a little bit different, but... I would have been like, oh shit, what I just get myself into? Like if they're already doing this and it hasn't even started, but because it's going to be difficult for him. I mean, it, the whole price, he, he hasn't even done the press, you know. It's got high expectations. Tori had him. Yeah, they did him bogus. They did him bogus in every sense of the way when they should have done the right thing and not made him bachelor. Yeah. They should have just, well, I don't want to take away this. I mean, I'm, he should live up this moment. This yes. is his moment, but it shouldn't have been him. I don't know. They set him up for failure at the very beginning by picking him and not like what was what was his um, his PTC, uh, his personal tragedy card. I don't even remember. Like, I just remember him spinning Michelle. That was one thing that he did. And then mm -hmm. he won the ultimate Viking. And then the kids would came in and were like, we want Clayton to be the best. Like he was. Chosen by just, children. Just a quick refresher. Every, does, usually every bachelor have that, a PTC oh, or bachelorette. I, they have some type of like, you know, it, like I'm trying to think, you Something know. Something that draws the audience to connect yes. to them deeper yeah. on a deeper level. I get that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily think it's him. I really don't. I think it's the way that it was all handled. And I get it. So, you know, production's hands tied with once filming starts, the word gets out. So you really can't keep it a secret. But I don't know. I want to I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I want, you know, I want him to find something. Hopefully I do think it was pretty, it's going to be dramatic. It's going to, you know, the way they're already showing the promos with the ending and that's, that's pretty, it's an interesting take as well. Showing the faces of the final women. So at the beginning before the seasons even started, I know it makes me, it makes me think that he doesn't find someone. That my really? initial gut reaction is, I think I saw some of the tours as he found love. 
And I remember, you know, from my experience, you know, when you're getting prepped for these press tours and you know that questions come in, you, you talk about producers, how are we going to answer this? Because you can't give stuff away. And so you're kind of prepped a little bit. And, and I, I don't think I ever, I ever said that, um, even when I thought maybe I had earlier on in the press tours, because for me, it kind of changed. But I think it's going to kind of come down to he found a self-love. Um, and that's what he's referring to because he's being so direct about stating that word that I found love. If I had to guess, that was just my my first reaction to uh, to seeing that. But interesting. Hopefully, he did find someone. But it's going to yes. be dramatic as hell. I'm uh, we're very excited because this will also be the first season. I can't say much on this, but I can I can say a little. This will be the first season where players in the game will have read our book and because people you get guys very confused. sent them out to them i love oh, you guys we did even more than that which i can't even you know there's you a lot of rumors about not. oh did we coach katie thurston all this stuff blah 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 it's like look at that book right there yeah that's 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 the, players, the playbook guys yes and there are multiple players who have read that book who are going to be playing on Clayton season. That's why it's going to be a fan freaking tastic season. I'm, you're getting me excited. I, uh, I'm going to laugh so hard if I forgot the guy's name now that was on Michelle's season that brought the, his own little playbook. Oh, if Rev, they, Ryan. Yeah. If they, if one of the women on Clayton's season forgets to like hide the book or something and it gets found in one of their suitcases. <laughs> Give us the are, free promo, ABC. I, we don't... Yeah, I doubt they would do it just for that reason because they probably <laughs> wouldn't want to do that, but that would be hilarious. Oh my God. But the, a real player would never bring... Again, Ryan had physical folders. A, a real true good player of The Bachelor has mind folders. You memorize your PTC. You memorize your strategies. You don't go in there writing stuff down. Are you, when people said that they were like, oh, Game of Roses obviously contacted Ryan Fox. That was offensive to us. Do you think that we would <laughs> tell a player to bring actual documentation of what they're going to do? Bring all the evidence. <laughs> Come on. No. That's, that's rookie stuff. Exactly. Grace Ann, are you, um, I'm not sure your relationship status, but if you're single, would you ever go on the show? I used to say yes, but after seeing the dark seasons, after talking to former players, honestly, after talking to your mom for hours about different stuff, I don't think that, also, they wouldn't have me. They know I'm with Game of Roses, but- I, I that would don't, be the ultimate plant, though, if we could get the Dark Seeker into the. Oh my God, that would be the best season ever. It would, but they would destroy me. They would like I don't even know. They would, they would Franken bite me, saying like uh, something. I'm trying to think of like the craziest thing, but they would just Franken bite me, saying like I hate America or something. <laughs> And then all of America would just be like, we got a ride against this girl. Like, who is she? Uh, yeah, maybe don't go on the show. But yeah. keep uh, keep doing what you guys do because you guys are awesome. I'm so happy we have become fans of you guys and become part of that community. Never really thought... It's funny, like I said, going back to my first introduction, never would have thought we'd have um, had this relationship form. But I'm very, very happy and grateful that it has. So. Me too. You guys are, all of you guys, you know, Emma and 
you like, and Dustin, you all are so freaking kind and sweet. And I, we're, we just rave about you all the time. And so, yeah, we're also very glad about that. I oh, appreciate you guys. We got your sweatshirts. We're repping, yes. repping hard. And uh, we'll promote your book as very well. Cozy. When is it coming out? Officially? January 18th. How January, to Win the Bachelor comes January 18th. 18th. Yes. All right. For all you uh, future players out there, I'm endorsing this. Okay. This is uh, the best playbook that you can, you can purchase. So definitely take a look. And um, Grace Ann, how, um, for everyone listening that doesn't already, how can we follow you personally, Game of Roses, on all the uh, platforms? Well, obviously, like you said, I'm behind all the Game of Roses, social media, the TikTok, Twitter, all that, Instagram. Um, if you want to find me personally, um, Grace Ann Parks, you don't have to, though, but you can <laughs> if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure people would love to follow you. So um, awesome. Grace Ann Parks and then Game of Roses for all the other channels. This has been a, a true pleasure. Dark Seeker, thank you for thank uh, you. for sharing this morning with us. We're going to watch these episodes. Yes, I'm, I get back to New York episodes. January 4th. So I think we would... I think we would break the internet having to recap. Yes, all for all, all of our third roommates out there, look forward to that because uh, we are for sure doing this. There's no, no chance we're not. We might also have... Sp- ABC um, special agents busting the roofs and uh, our TV just goes black. It just blows up. (laughs) (laughs) Just like dissolves, like just and then we're in jail. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber, and me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to BTC at redrockmusic.com. That's BTC at R-E-D-D rockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. See you next week.